0: Yo, what's poppin'? You listening to Keep It 100 in the ring podcast. Give the people what they want. With your host, Jordan Turner. Where you'll hear a wrestling fan always keeping it 100. Here we go! Inside the ring and out. Are you ready? Your source for reviews, hot topics, and much more. Whoa! All right. Double team! It's time to keep it 100 in the ring. Yo, 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 yo. What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to Keep It 100 in the Ring. Welcome back to the podcast where I got some NXT to talk about. Full coverage and results of what happened on tonight's recent episode of the Black and Gold Brand. Coming up real soon. I want to let y'all know that. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter and follow me on the IG. Let's get those follows up. By the way, make sure you guys hit that damn subscribe button on Apple Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. And also hit that motherfucking follow button on Spotify. Let's get those, let's get those views up, man. I'd really appreciate y'all. I appreciate everybody even listening to the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. It means a lot. I'll see y'all in a second, man. NXT. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I appreciate everybody tuning in on this NXT results slash review of what took place on tonight's show. I got to say, tonight's show was a decent one. It wasn't it wasn't shocking. It wasn't, you know, breathtaking. It wasn't anything like that. Tonight was a decent show at best. I appreciate everybody tuning in, man means a lot. I'm seeing the growth on the podcast slowly but surely going up and up and up. And it means a lot. Keep hitting that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Keep following the podcast on Spotify. Even follow the podcast on Anchor. I've seen some people following the podcast on Anchor. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. Now, we got NXT. Um, overall, I'd say it was all right for what it was. Uh, pretty crappy way to end the show. So, I don't know how you guys feel about the way the show ended tonight. But, uh, I didn't like it. I thought it was decent at best. Nothing really too special. That's all right, though. That's all right. So we got something that happened in the opening of tonight's show. Let's get right into it, man. Let's not waste enough of you guys' time. We got an opening promo with Johnny Gargano. The show opened up with a promo. With the promo featuring Johnny Gargano, the current reigning, defending, undisputed North American champion. That did not last long. I will talk about that in a second. So, we had Johnny Gargano inside the ring. We had a spinning of the wheel. Remember that little uh, gimmick that we seen at Halloween Havoc? Yeah, that returned. And on there was names of superstars. So, Johnny Gargano had a North American Open Challenge tonight. And they had a couple names on there. And the name that I seen in a white tape... Was Leon Ruff. When I seen him. And his name on there. I knew exactly where NXT was going. NXT. You're not slick baby. You're not slick. I knew where you were going with that. You should have had Leon Ruff's name. Just like everybody else. But you didn't. You got white tape. Had a black marker. And put his name on there. Very creative. Not... So, when I seen that, I knew Leon Ruff was going to be Johnny Gargano's opponent. Johnny Gargano played it up the best he can, dancing around the ring. Oh, who can it be? Who can it be? Who can it be? Come on, Johnny. We knew who it was, bruh. So, it was Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff, indeed, came down, and we had a North American championship match open challenge. And, Wow. I don't know where NXT is going with not only Johnny Gargano, but the North American Championship. Johnny Gargano lost the North American Championship. I said earlier on the show, I'm going to be mellow. I'm going to be chill tonight. I got a curse. I got a curse because what the fuck was this, man? Come on, dude. What was that? Leon Ruff, really, from Evolve? I know who the guy is. He's talented. But he beat Johnny Gargano, a very established NXT superstar. A legend in NXT. And he beat him to become North American champion. After the match, we seen Johnny Gargano go backstage where the superstars were celebrating with Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff ran into Damian Priest. Damian Priest was congratulating Leon Ruff. Then Johnny Gargano popped up. Johnny Gargano was frustrated. He couldn't believe that he lost his North American Championship. Yeah, Johnny, I couldn't either, man. I couldn't either. I don't know what the fuck NXT is doing with that North American Championship. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing with you, bro. You have no direction in NXT. Either way, Johnny Gargano was backstage complaining to everybody, complaining to the referees about how it wasn't fair. It was very predictable. And just like I said, it was unfair that he was defending his championship. Damian Priest jumped in and pretty much said to Johnny Gargano, the same thing I was thinking, dude, you did this yourself. You spun the wheel. It landed on Leon Ruff. You defended your championship and you lost fair and square. It isn't like no one helped John um Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff beat Johnny Gargano by himself. So that's Johnny Gargano's fault. It's not Damian Priest's fault. That's not Leon Ruff's fault. That's Johnny Gargano's fault. Simple as that. Johnny Gargano is a sore loser, and he took it as a sore loser. But that's his character. That's what he's supposed to do. Damian Priest continued to laugh at Johnny Gargano and just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed laughed at him. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, I, I was laughing at Johnny Gargano, too. You know what I mean? What a stupid decision. You're defending your title. You have a possibility of losing it, and he lost it. Stupid decision by Johnny Gargano, man. A retarded decision by Mr. Johnny Gargano. Damien Priest was continuing laughing at Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano got frustrated because Damien Priest was making fun of him. Johnny Gargano said to Damien Priest, who are you laughing at? Damian Priest said, I'm laughing at you. You lost. Johnny Gargano coming up with excuses why he lost. And this whole segment was just nothing to me, really. Leon Ruff celebrated. Damien Priest told him to go back and celebrate with his family. So he left. Johnny Gargano turned his attention to Damien Priest. Johnny Gargano was talking shit to Damien Priest. Damian Priest continued to laugh. And then we saw Johnny Gargano hit Damian Priest in the chest. He pushed him. Johnny Gargano wants a piece of Damian Priest. Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano again? You're not going to hear a complaint out of me. Those two have real good chemistry. They got real, real good chemistry. And I wouldn't mind another match between the two. But Why are they fighting? They're fighting because Johnny Gargano's frustrated. He's taking his anger out on Damian Priest. He has to take his anger out on somebody, so he picked Damian Priest. Okay, I guess. If it means we get a good match between the two, I'm down for it. But I feel like that was a stupid way to get the match. It's not made official. Okay, it's not made official yet. But it looks like something is definitely being teased for another For another match between Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. I'm here for it, but it doesn't make sense. After that, we went right into match number two. Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas for the Cruiserweight Championship. That's what that match deserves. I don't know nothing about Jake Atlas. I really don't. I know he's a homegrown NXT talent, though. Damn, that that man really impressed me with his moves. His Spanish fly was really, really great. The moonsault that he did during the match was great. Santos Escobar is fantastic. I'm Not going to go over him, man. We all know how good he is. So he played his part as a heel perfectly, really bullying Jake Atlas. Even on commentary, man, Tom Phillips and uh, Beth Phoenix was talking about how Jake Atlas is very nice. He's too nice. He needs to bring that vicious side out of him. And that's what he did during this match. This match with Santos Escobar proved one thing. That Jake Atlas can fucking wrestle. He can fucking wrestle with one of the best and Santos Escobar. Great stuff, man. So, as expected, Santos Escobar retained the championship with a knee strike. It was a star-making performance, for sure, for Jake Atlas. And he definitely shined in this Cruiserweight Championship match. Now, what's next with Santos Escobar? I have no idea. But I'm going to throw out a prediction right now on the podcast. Jordan Devlin's going to come back eventually. He was the reigning, defending, undisputed cruiserweight champion before all this pandemic took place. Don't be surprised if we see Jordan Devlin come back sometime soon and try to reclaim is Cruiserweight Championship. You tell me a Jordan Devlin versus Santo Escobar Cruiserweight Championship? Sign me up, man. Sign me up. I'm ready for it. I would love to see it. So, some good stuff there with the Cruiserweight Championship match. Me throwing out an idea, a prediction out to Triple H and et cetera. Anyone that's listening to the podcast. That match can be really, really fun. Maybe make it a ladder match. Something, you know what I mean, with some stakes. So that'd be pretty cool, man. After that match, we went right into match number three. Tony Storm versus Candice LeRae. I was watching this match very intently. Both women work very well together. I want to make that perfectly clear. Both women work so well together. But I was watching the match and I was shaking my head like, is it me? Or did Tony Storm get a little big? I don't know why. I just felt that was the case watching this match. She kind of looked a little sluggish at times. Not saying the match was bad. The match was not bad. It was a good match. Between two damn near great professional wrestlers. That women's division is fucking stacked, man. It is stacked with women. But. Tony Storm looked a little, little sluggish. She looked a little weird to me tonight. I know some of, my, some of my friends brought up that. Maybe, you know, she looked a little big. Now, I thought that myself, okay, when I was looking at her specifically and the way she was moving and her mobility. I don't know. That's just me judging. Uh that might not be the case. Um, but either way. I thought Tony Storm was gonna win. Tony Storm did not win. Tony Storm lost. Candice LeRae defeated Tony Storm, having her legs on the bottom rope. Pretty much, an elevation, pinning combination, to beat Tony Storm. I was like, okay, that's kind of a shocker, because Tony Storm just debuted in NXT. Not debuted in NXT, but she. Uh, this is her first time really in the women's division on NXT. So after the match, we saw Candice LeRae and a woman in a Scream costume come out and attack Tony Storm in a two-on-one attack. Shashi Blackheart, which was expected for her to come out. And before she came out, I was like, oh, Sashi's coming out. And she came out. Two-on-two attack. Making it even. But Tony Storm was hurt so bad that she went outside the ring trying to recover while the woman in the scream mask and Candace LeRae was attacking Sasha Blackheart. I'm thinking to myself, who the hell is in this costume? I had no idea it was a woman that one of my friends threw out. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not her. That can't be her. Why would it be her? It turns out that uh, my homeboy was right. It was Indy Hartwell. And I didn't even know it was Indy Hartwell. I had no idea. I don't know how he came up with that. I don't know how he came up with that, man. But yeah, it was Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell was the woman wearing the costume for all these weeks. Assisting Candace LeRae. Why? That's the question. Why was it Indy Hartwell and not somebody else? Number one, I fucking love Indy Hartwell. She has the potential, and I'm good at looking at people that I consider potential superstars in the coming years. Indy Hartwell is in that discussion. No cap. She's in that discussion. She's really, really good. She has the look. She has the presence. If she can just get better inside that ring, we're looking at another top female wrestler in the NXT women's division for years to come and definitely winning that NXT championship in the foreseeable future. You can tell that NXT is very high on Indy Hartwell, and I'm happy they are because I am as well. So she was revealed by wearing the Scream costume. Her and Candice LeRae attacked Sashi Blackheart and then attacked Tony Storm. I'm not sure where this is going, they got my full attention. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to come up with any ideas as to where this goes. I'm just happy that Indy Hartwell is in a great storyline and is having some direction in the NXT women's division. Up next, we have match four, Dexter Loomis versus Timothy Thatcher. I am not a fan of Timothy Thatcher at all. I don't hate the guy. I just don't get it with him. I don't get it. I will never forget it. He is so boring inside the ring. He's good, but he's boring. Dexter Loomis, this man is on another level. This guy is a great wrestler with a great gimmick. He is a future NXT champion. Mark my words. This man will be the NXT champion in the near future. No cap. I'm dead serious. Now, these two, I got to admit, they actually had a good match. Because I didn't think a wrestler like Dexter Loomis can have a good match with a submission specialist like Timothy Thatcher. Damn it, I was wrong. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm wrong. These two had a good match. Now, Dexter Loomis, here's another thing. I thought Dexter Loomis was going to win. Dexter Loomis lost. Dexter Loomis lost as Timothy Thatcher applied a armbar, and I thought Dexter Loomis was about to tap out, and I was thinking to myself, please don't have this man tap out. Just have him lose via pinfall, and that's what happened. Timothy Thatcher actually had the armbar applied but reversed it into an inside cradle pinning combination. And that's how he beat Dexter Loomis. And I'm like, fuck. But at the same time, okay, that's fine. Dexter Loomis can bounce back. He has an unbelievable character. That character can bounce back for sure. Now, during the match, we've seen Cameron Grimes come out. And as the referee wasn't looking, in some instances, he attacked Dexter Loomis. After the match... Cameron Grimes turned his attention to Dexter Loomis completely. He started attacking Dexter Loomis and everything like that inside the ring and outside the ring. So I guess Cameron Grimes is really mad at Dexter Loomis for beating him at Halloween Havoc. I don't know where this is going. Where is the storyline going? Where, what's the end game for this storyline? I have no idea. I think... Triple H and NXT are just giving these two something to do. That's what I'm assuming because there's no reason for this feud to continue. That's it. Next up in the main event of NXT. We got the NXT Tag Team Championships up for grabs. Between the challengers, Tyler Breeze and Fandango versus the champions. Oney Lorcan and Danny Burch. This match was fucking boring. Boring. The tag team division really, really needs help. And I'm going to just bring this up right now. There's a rumor going around that the Rascals, right? They were in Impact Wrestling in the tag team division. I love the Rascals. It was rumored that they are rumored to be signing with WWE. I hope that's the case. They do not need to go to Jacksonville. They don't. Jacksonville, I'm talking about AEW. AEW has a lot of tag teams. NXT is desperate for tag teams. They have no tag teams. Why would the Rascals go to AEW? Why? They will be a small tag team in a big pond of Sharks. Why don't you go to NXT? You will be one of the top tag teams in that division that needs teams. Just makes sense. So I hope the Rascals indeed do go to WWE and go to NXT. We'll see what happen- We'll see what happens with that man. But I just wanted to throw that out there because that has been heavily rumored in the dirt sheets today. But speaking of tag team, only Lorcan and Danny Birch defeated Brizango. Via a combination in Paler DDT. Like I said, this match was boring. This match did nothing for me. We've seen Pat McAfee. We've seen uh, Pete Dunne, both of them by ringside, both of them assisting Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch. That was obvious. I mean, nothing really else to it, guys, that happened in this match. Um, the match didn't excite me at all. I understand why they were in the main event. I mean, it's a world championship match. So they deserve to be in the main event. But that was not a main event caliber match. It wasn't. And I'm not sure, like I said, I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. I don't know what's going on with uh, TakeOver. But I damn sure see uh, Pat McAfee's faction. The Kings or something, whatever it's called. Something Kings. Versus the Undisputed Earth. I see that happening at NXT TakeOver WarGames sometime soon. But that's about it, you guys. NXT tonight. You know what? It. I'm not going to say it was a dud. I'm not going to say it was a dud. It was okay. It was okay. It gets a clap for me. <laughs> it was a good show tonight. Not the best show but not the worst show either. I'm not sure where any of these storylines go, but I am invested in some of them. So we'll see what happens next week on the black and gold brand NXT. King out. I'll see y'all later, man. See you guys on Friday for Friday Night SmackDown. Y'all take care. You like some fine wind When it's over, I press rewind. Talking bands, I got it. Benjamin's in my pocket. I in my truth for some robins, and he's playing Batman, but he's gonna rob him I got the Glock in my Robbie Seventeen shots, no thirty-eight. Yeah, I got the Glock in my Robbie Seventeen shots, no thirty-eight. Yeah, she's fine, Wonder where she been. Walk past. I press rewind. See that ass one more time. And I got this soda. Remy boys. And-